hope you enjoy this message from South City C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. We're going to continue on with our, our series, Ship Shape, and this is Relationships Part 2. Um, and I thought uh, I could talk on this sub developing, prepare, and enrich a, a marriage inventory assessment uh, counseling network here in. Christchurch, and so I'd like to put your hands together if you can bring up Max Palmer. He'll be speaking with us this morning. I think in all the years I've been in Christchurch, this is the first time I've ever stood here, I think. And I've been here since 1972. I know I look young. I still am young because I can't be old. I'm going to live forever. So age is just a number. But uh, I came here in 1972. Uh, that's when I met Karen's parents, of course, and uh, the De Kaisers. I, I worked with a man called Peter Morrow. And Peter Morrow had a great vision, um, which we espoused for many years before he died some years ago, tragically. We won't go there today. But his vision was one church in the city, many congregations. Now think about that. One church. There's only one church. There's only one faith. Only one Lord, only one baptism. So I want to thank South City, which you've now called yourself South City C3, uh, for being part of that community of faith in the city of Christchurch. Because I believe we, you're needed, we're all needed in this place to stand in faith for this great city and this great nation. And... Uh, some years ago, I, I did a, uh, a seminar. I, I, I promoted a conference, and I called it Strong in the Hope for the Future. If you look at the city, people don't know this, but look at the city coat of arms, you'll find there are three statements there. In Latin, I don't speak Latin. You want to speak Latin? Probably not. But the last one says Strong in the Hope for the Future. And I trust today that's your stance, that you're here as a believer in the city of Christchurch. And I'm not, I'm, I'm an Australian by birth, so is my wife, Sandra. We have three children, one no longer here with us. Some will know that. She left us two years ago, a tragedy, but life is full of sadness and tragedy. Let's face it. We're not promised a rose garden. We're promised life and promised his presence. But all that to say that... Um, I'm still strong in the hope for the future, and I trust you are. So thank you, South City, for being part of this community of faith. If I can just have the slide show up, the man up there, Mr. Fraser, who I knew years ago. I've forgotten that I knew him, but I knew his parents. I know his family, but I'd forgotten I knew him, so please forgive me. When you've been around a little while, everyone thinks you know them, and I probably do. <laughs> But I still uh, sometimes think, oh, yeah, I think I remember you somewhere. Anyway, my, my mind is strong. So is my body. And so is my faith. And that's the name of the game, isn't it? So today, ship shape. John said he was doing a series on ship shape. I know time has moved on today, which is great. Thank you, Linda, for the encouragement. Linda, of course, I knew way, way back. She's a true believer from the new life days. <laughs> If you were back in New Life, you were a true believer. 
Right? If, you, if you're still in the game after being at New Life Center down the road, which is no more, you're a true believer. So for all the true believers, <laughs> you're all believers anyway, but I call you, when I meet someone from way back, I say, oh, you're a true believer. You knew Peter Morrow. You must be a true believer. Anyway, all that to say, great days. So ship shape. We're going to talk about marriage today and marriage preparation. We're going to talk about just a brief recollection on marriage as the Bible, as the Word of God teaches. I know marriage today is incredibly confused in some ways and used for many different relationships, but I'm talking about marriage the way it was first espoused and first presented in the book of Genesis. But this, this one little quote here, great marriages don't happen by accident, they are the result of a deliberate ongoing investment into the relationship. If you thought you got married and it's all over, it's all, it'll be wonderful, it won't. Let me assure you, we don't come wired to be married. We don't come wired. We have to learn how to be married. And a good marriage, and I've been married to my one wife, one's enough, more than enough. Okay? For those that have two, that's fine, but one's more than enough for me. Okay? But I've been married to Sandra for over, let me get it right now, 55, almost 55 years. Long time, huh? Long time. But, you know, we're still learning. You never stop learning. And so a good marriage, if you're married today, and I know some people have been married, and now you've remarried, and some haven't remarried, and some are thinking about getting married. Think about marriage as a relationship that will take an investment of your time and energy and will, because otherwise you won't make it, let me assure you. So good marriages uh, don't result by accident. They're a result of a deliberate ongoing investment into a relationship. So today we're going to talk about being marriage champions. John, this was John's suggestion to me. We talk about marriage champions that he wanted here at South City to raise up a new generation of marriage champions. All of us can work on our own marriage and we can also help other people. And I'm going to show you a little way that I've done it for years with couples, and I've, I've taught this material around the world. In fact, I was in Doha. I mean to Doha? Doha? I've been to Qatar, and I've trained people to use this material. Huh? How could that be? I don't know, but it happened. I've been to India to train people, because this tool can be used anywhere, anytime, with any couple, at any stage of their relationship. So, and by anybody, whether you're married or single or remarried, if you've got a heart to work with couples, I, I'm, it's, it's a tool that I believe we can use to mentor other people, mentor couples. And that's what I've done for a long time. So I borrowed from um, this man called Jimmy Evans. I borrowed this. I must give credit. I didn't make it up, right? And often we don't. Uh, but I, I, I read these four laws and I thought, I, I like this. The four laws of marriage, priority, Pursuit, possession, and purity. Pretty easy, isn't it? Four Ps to remember. Right? But I'm going to go through them quickly because I know time is moving on. But the first one is the law of priority. We're looking at Genesis chapter 2, where it all begins. The law of priority says, For this cause, shall a, and the verse, the verse says, shall a man and woman, just says man, but I, I, I say a man and woman, 
leave father and mother and their singleness. Because I've seen couples marry and they never leave their singleness. They think they're still single. You can't be single and marry too. You can try, but it won't work. Because we're called to leave out not just our parents, but also our formal life if you choose to marry. Because you're establishing a whole new dimension of relationship. And therefore, the law of priority comes into place. What is important? And so, what, what does it mean to, 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 to leave? It means to let go, to loosen and to relinquish, not to abandon your parents. Jesus never said that. We're meant to honour our parents, but we've got to leave our parents at some point and leave our singleness, leave our other life, and become one with our partner. So it's giving the devotion to par- of, that we had to parents to each other. So the law of priorities. So if you're marrying, there's a law of priority that should work in your relationship. If it doesn't, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. The next, the next law is the law of what we call the law of pursuit. That word cleave, remember the word cleave? Sounds like a meat, doesn't it? A meat cleaver, like you cut something up. Doesn't mean to cleave something up. What it means? It means to stick together. But not just, see, I think often we use these, I've done so many weddings over the years, and we use these words without thinking what they really mean. What does cleave really mean? See, really, it means to pursue. There's an energy when you cleave with somebody. It's not just a passive one. I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, read the book. It's it's an active pursuing of your relationship, both of you. So cleave to one another. So a man and a woman decide to marry. They they, they decide also, therefore, to pursue with energy and to cling zealously together. Marriage only works when you both work at it. Only works when you both work at it. Think about that. Marriage equals work. If you've been married for some years, you'll agree. If you've been married, I know some people here, married and your spouse is no longer alive. When you were married, it meant work. Marriage is work. It's not just something we, some nirvana state we reach. And then people fall out of marriage. Oh, well, I used to be married, but now I'm not now. Well, that, I'm, not, I'm not taking any position here today. But I'm saying if you're married... You're going to work at your marriage. And that's the only way it will work. Marriage only works when you both work at it. So are you prepared? If you're here and you're married or you're marrying, you could be here, and we had this from Linda today, that, you know, here she's got one of her daughters now in a relationship and they're looking to develop that relationship. Ideal couple to work with, to understand for them to understand each other. You know, we go to these weddings, say this to John, we go to weddings and we have the wedding photos, right? Before and after, all that stuff, and we put them in an album. You know what Prepare does? And I'm not here to sell a program. I'm here to sell a, 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 an understanding of how to help people stay married. When, when someone takes this assessment that I've worked with for 15 years, they take pre-marriage, pre-wedding, pre-engagement, pre-dating, photos. So this tool, you can use it if you're here and you're, in, you're thinking of, of, of getting engaged. You can even look at your relationship. And if you do this truthfully, honestly, consistently, you'll get a picture of your relationship, how you see it, not how I see it. Because I think we can avoid 
and I know someone that I knew very, very well, um, was, uh, what you'd say, going steady with her boyfriend. But, you know, she began to pick up some things she wasn't happy with. And this whole control thing comes in. That he would watch her like a hawk. See? And everywhere she went, he'd want to know what she was doing. And she got tired of it, quite frankly. You can't live like that. Marriage is not meant to be a control function of one or the other. And, she, and we were away, we came back, and she told us, oh, I've, I've, I've ended my relationship. Uh, they weren't even engaged, but she could see the signs. because she had. And then, you know, after she finished that relationship, he would come and park outside her workplace and watch her. Now, what does that say? Bad, right? Bad, bad, bad. There's, there's, there's no oneness here. There's no honor of each other. And so this person walked away from that relationship. And I believe sometimes we need to understand what is the character of our partner? What is it really like? Because often we don't. We meet someone and we get engaged and married. We don't really understand what they are like. None of us are perfect, but I believe we can understand each other. So the law of pursuit to cleave to one another only works when you both work at it. The next law is the law of possession. The law of possession. Because what does the Bible then say? It says, the t- and the two shall become one. The law of possession. Belonging to it. What does it mean to belong to, to, what does it mean to belong to each other? You know, a good relationship will be one where you learn from each other and you change by each other. We often say two are better than one. See? But then we don't really believe it. But two are better than one if we are work, if we work on the two-ness, on the two-ness, okay? And so I appeal to you today, think about your relationship. Are you growing from each other, with each other? Quite frankly, a good question, a good test of any relationship, do you listen to your wife? Do I have to? Um, Probably be good if you did. Men find it really hard to listen to their wives, don't they? They really find it hard. Oh, no, it's okay. I've got it. I've got it covered. You know, I've learned to live and listen to Sandra because she'll have insights that I know nothing about. So when I refuse to listen or do, and we're, we're facing a big decision right now. Now, I could think, well, it's okay. It's whatever. But I'm saying, no, I'm listening because I'm hearing her heart for the future. Husbands, wives, learn to listen to each other because that's the one common complaint that we don't listen we don't hear each other we give each other lip service but we don't really hear what they're saying and become changed so when we when we belong to each other we're going to be changed by each other right marriage is not a state where we stay how we are we'll always be us but there's going to be a, a new oneness that comes together and that's what we're about as we work with married couples. And the two shall become one and learn of each other. What I call a covenant of companionship. See, when you've been married as long as I've been married, if you're not in companionship, you've got a major problem. Sandra is not here today, chose not to come, not because didn't want to come, but <clears throat> we're at La Vida Church, Hanson's Lane Life Church, and we have, we're, they didn't meet last week because of COVID, So she wanted to go this week. But, you know, Sandra and I are becoming, get the word, becoming. 
companions. Because marriage is not a static state. It's an active state of leaving, cleaving, becoming. Hmm? Clear? Pretty clear, isn't it? Pretty clear. The fourth one is the law... Sorry, didn't get that, the next one. The law of purity. Because it said, and I know, yeah, we're not looking to become nudists, but I believe we're looking to have no shame, no secrets, see? Because 224, and the man and woman were naked and lived together. So take the, take, from that, I believe we can learn that a, a law of marriage is purity. Purity. No secrets. When we have secrets in a relationship, we've got a major problem. So I, I appeal to you, Think of what it means in your relationship to have no secrets, to live openly. And we talked today about living in the light of the cross and and the blood of Jesus cleanses. In our relationship, when there are secrets, we have problems. They're going to just be like lumps under the carpet. They won't go away. So determine today to be naked in terms of body and spirit, soul and spirit, and have no shame and have no secrets. Right. Four Ps. The last thing I'm going to say, I want just about three bonus points that I'm going to talk about prepared and I'm going to finish. Three bonus points. This word help meet. Remember the word help meet? Right? For a long time, no one fully understood what that meant. Some people thought, well, it means someone to do the dishes. Someone look after the man. I said, because the Lord said, I'll make a help meet suitable for him. Like someone a little bit less than him. It doesn't mean that. Let's recover what it really means. You know what it means? It means a warrior. It means somebody's going to stand by their side, stand with them, and face the issues of life together. That's what a help meet is. You look at the Bible. You'll find it. Re- rediscover what some of these words really mean. The next one, remember this one about weaker vessel? That's an old thing. Oh, well... You know, Peter said, live with your husbands, live with your wives as with a weaker vessel, like there's something wrong with the wife. It doesn't mean weaker vessel. It, it means someone who's different, someone perhaps a little bit more refined than you, someone a little bit of different vessel, but not weaker. So when we enter marriage, we've got to somehow get rid of some of these myths that firstly, my wife is a little, she's here to help me, keep me happy, not true. You know what? Who should keep yourself happy? You do. It's not your wife's job or your husband's job to keep you happy. That's your responsibility. You're there to live together and grow together and become. And so the whole thing of the weaker vessel, don't look upon your wife as someone who's really in need of help. Man, she can help you. And and I can testify clearly. I'm the person I am today because of a loving, devoted, stronger vessel than I wife. I applaud her. The mother of our children, the grandmother of our grandchildren. I applaud her today as someone who is incredibly strong woman that God gave to me. Then this other one, heirs together, 1 Peter 3, 7. See, co-heirs, different but equal. Different but equal. It's a big debate today about, yeah, are men and women equal? Yes, they are, but they're different. It's very obvious. They're different. But often we sometimes think differences, are, you know, that it's, it's somewhere wrong. 
So heirs together of the grace of life. Heirs together. It means if I, if I was left an inheritance to Sandra and I, and I haven't been, it'd be, we'd own it together, right? And that's what God's grace is. It's we, we inherit it together. That's what Peter said of the grace of life. Okay, end of the bonus points. Let's talk about a program as we circle down here. 11.30, we're a little bit behind, but it's okay. Prepare and Rich. Prepare and Rich is a, is a, is a program that I have, and I'm not here to sell a program, but I'm just here to introduce it to you. A program that I discovered many years ago. Many years ago. And through the grace of God, my office here in Christchurch has the license for this program in New Zealand. And also has the license for this in India. And from there, I've trained in the Middle East using the same process. But prepare and rich. So I believe this is a great tool for any church to embrace. And that's why I appreciate John and Crystal's invitation to come and talk about this. Because each one of you, any one of you, could become what I'd call facilitators. That means you work, not counsellors, we're not training counsellors, we're training marriage coaches. People who can work with people, whether you're married or single or you're no longer married, you could still be a facilitator. Linda, you could help your daughter and her partner together to understand their relationship. So if they do choose to marry, you could say, well, at least you've got some understanding about each other. Who'd want to have that in a tool? Why not? Rather than just marry in the dark and think, oh, well, it'll be okay. I met her yesterday. I'll get married tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. I, I, I do a lot of weddings, but I will not marry anybody. And I do a lot of Filipino weddings now because often Filipino churches, they don't have a marriage celebrant yet. I'm working on that. I want them to be fully-fledged communities of faith in the city of Christchurch. But these couples come, they oh, Pastor Max, would you do our wedding? I said, look, I'm happy to do your wedding. But, the one but is, you must do my, it's not a test, it's an assessment. Don't think it was a test. It, it doesn't say you passed or failed. It doesn't say you should or shouldn't get married. It tells you what you said about yourselves. So I say, look, I'm happy to do it, but only if you do my assessment. Oh, so I've done it with a number of couples and some remarkable results and a remarkable connection with those couples. So I, I, Prepare and Rich is a great tool that I believe can be used. This is the, um, the current brochure. It's in about 12 different languages. So if you speak Japanese and you've got a Japanese couple, you can actually do it in Japanese. Do it in Spanish, Portuguese. 12 different languages. You can do it. It's the most amazing tool. And so it's here, building family relationships and stronger marriages. And I believe it's a tool you could well use here. So if you want later, I can give you some brochures. They're here. And, um, and we can talk about how we can make them, make it work. Okay. So here we are. What do we do with prepare? What do we do? What do we do? The first one is, I think I've got the right slide, haven't I? I didn't go too far. Not this one, sorry. Facilitators are relationship champions. Any church, any congregation, because I get churches call me and they say, oh, I've got this couple, they're getting, they're getting married. Would you arrange someone to do their prepare? 
And I say, you know what? This is your responsibility, not mine. You find someone in your con congregation to be trained. I'll train them. I had just recently come from North City Church that they, someone rung about this couple. I said, look, you need to get someone else trained in your place. I trained them. And they, they work with a couple. I saw them just recently. Great results. The couple are married now. It doesn't mean, of course, that you'll ensure that no marriage that people have worked with will not have pressures. It will. But at least we make a beginning. And that couple now, I, I just referred someone else from Rutland Street Chapel who don't have anybody trained, and they should, right, to this couple. And they'll do it. So what's the essence here? Every church should have their own trained people that are part of your pastoral care, part of your community of faith. And you could be here today, and you might think, man, I could do this. Any age. See, you can work with a couple at any stage of the relationship before they even get engaged. When they're engaged, before they marry, after they remarry, any age, any stage, any, you can work. This, this tool will actually fit the couple perfectly. So think about it. Perhaps today, talk to John and Crystal later. You say, look, I'd like to be in that. I'd like to be, like to be trained as a facilitator. Then you know what I could do? I could send couples to you, to your people, from churches that have not taken the step that you're taking today. I'd say, John, I've got this couple that go to What's-Her-Name's Church. I wonder would, if you've got anyone in your church that will work with them. And you would say, yeah, you know, I think so-and-so could be good for them. And you'd say, so-and-so, would you work with this couple? Oh, yeah, okay. So it's all part of the deal, isn't it? It's all part of education and building awareness in marriage. So preparation, the reports that we get, uh, you, can, and you can show to the couple and guide them in what they have. Essentially, they're pre-wedding photos. Also, we have this whole thing about enrichment. See, that, that people, sometimes marriages need to be renovated, enriched, and prepare can be used for that, to rediscover themselves and their relationships in new ways. And the, and the fourth one, the third way is restoration, right? Most of, if not all, marriages go through hard times. So we can get insights into, understand the why behind what is going on and to bring awareness, healing, and restoration in a relationship. It may be borders on counseling. I'm not training you to be counselors, but I'm training you to help people understand what they've got. And it may be that you, in fact, refer them to someone else who is a counselor. Counselors use this material, but ideally it's placed in the life of a local church like this. That's where it's best used. So it's, 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 a, it's a tool to build community and build life. And I, and I, I come today to South City and I think I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged, John and Crystal with, and Karen, with what is happening here, with the diversity of people. Some people from way back, true believers, Gail Rissman, she's a true believer, um, went through the Peter Morrow years and still here, got to be a true believer. Uh, others that are true believers, but also new believers and people from different backgrounds. You know what? This city's changing, has changed, will change, will keep on changing. And I encourage you, South City Church, to be part of the change. You know, a lot of churches I see, I call them old first churches. 
Churches have been here for a long time. But you know what? That's, what? that's the problem. They've never done anything with the long time. They've just stayed the same. Like they've calcified. <laughs> Stuck. Time warp. That's not the way the church should be. Churches should be growing, dynamic communities of faith that actually engage with the, with the, with the people of the day, not yesterday. So here you've got some older people, younger people, maybe some people marrying, uh, thinking about marriage. It's a great place because I believe it will actually enhance your life as a community. There's one more thing and then I'm going to finish. There's one more tool. If you didn't want to, because when you use Prepare Enrich, you go to the person, they set it up for you, you they do, the, the report goes to them. Then they work with you with what you've said about yourselves, using a whole, there's a workbook and a lot of other processes. Simple, simple stuff. It is so simple, but profound. But there's another tool called Couple Checkup. If you want to look at your own relationship confidentially, I don't want people to know what's going on in my marriage. I'm happy to look at it. You could use this tool. It's the same, it's the same process, except the report goes to you directly rather than to somebody else. So the options are there, aren't they? So, folks, that's the name of the game. Good marriages, good marriages take work. If you're going to be married, prepare to be prepared to work. 25 to 12, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for this church. <clears throat> going to pray for the couples in this church, going to pray for the future of this church, that together you'll be that community of faith in the center of Christchurch. There aren't many churches left in the center of Christchurch. A lot of them got wiped out, including Majestic down the road, Simmons of God, gone, right? But you're still here. Fantastic. Stay here. Stay here and be here. And, and, this, and, and be part of that, the future of what is a great city. A city that I came to many years ago, never intending to stay, but we're still here. Why? Because our, God planted us in this place. That's why I'm still here. And I hopefully I'm fruitful in this place. He promised that to us. All the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. Certainly in our life, despite... Thing you never expected to happen. The promises of God are still yes and amen. So, Father, we do thank you today that we can bow before you. Lord, you're the head of the church. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, Lord, we thank you for your embrace over our lives. We thank you for your heart, your word for marriage, for this reason. Shall a man and a woman leave father and mother and their sickness and be joined together with zeal and energy and become one, learn of each other and be naked in terms of soul and spirit with no secrets. Father, that's your promise. And Father, we embrace it today. We pray for people here that Lord, you would awaken their hearts to this is something I could do. I could work all in your own marriage. You could agree together. Let's look at our marriage. Let's see what's going on confidentially. Let's assess ourselves. Because only you know yourself. 
So, Father, we do pray today. We thank you for the future. Thank you for this church. Lord, as it takes its place, as this community of faith becomes more and more diverse and more and more serving, and they continue on the great tradition begun in this church many years ago. Any church I know where they've still got Jesus at the top is here. So, Father, we thank you today for all your promises, a yes and amen. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.